Welcome to the Play On Podcast with your host, Charlie Palmer. I can't believe we made it to episode 10, mate. Look at us now. You know, you always doubted me. Yeah, fucking. No, I'm just joking around. Far out. We've got heaps coming up. So let's uh, have a quick word from our newest sponsor. Then we'll get into the intro and then we'll get stuck into it. Fucking hope you like rugby league because there's plenty coming. Let's go. Are you sick of your boring old rifle? You're looking for something that's going to increase the size of your dick by about 15 to 20%? You want to protect your home, but also be able to shoot down a chin-up from about 350 yards? Maybe use a lady type that needs a new hand cannon to put inside that pretty little purse of yours. Sounds like it's about time you pull the trigger and pop on into Gators Get Some Guns and Ammo. Whether you just want to protect the family or invade an oil-rich country, or even penetrate the ballistic shield of a Russian tank with an armor-piercing bullet. Get some guns and ammo catered to your needs. That's right. Get catered by Gator. Get some. Charlie, episode 10, man. Wow, oh my God. Totes amaze. YOLO. Yes, queen. Also... Rabbitohs losing to the Melbourne Storm in round one was all a part of the grand major plan. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. That's right. Everything is going to be okay because you're here with me now and I'm nesting, penetrated and nesting in your ears. And I hope you like it because I'm bloody loving it. It's 9.18 on a Monday evening, well past my bedtime and I'm here putting in the hard yards, getting this podcast done for you, the people, the listener. And I love it. I love it. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's a pretty rugby league heavy episode. I got a bit excited. I love the footy. It's back. There's a lot happening. Special shout outs for those who gave me an absolute licking during the game, uh, the Rabbitohs game on Thursday night. I probably had it coming, but a uh, bit of a comeback. None of you, you all shut up after that, didn't you? So, um, look, let's keep that shit up all year. That's why I'm here. I love the interaction with all of you guys. Uh, a little bit about me. I went fishing and camping with a few mates on the weekend up north, just north of Bundy. Uh, had a lot of beers, a few hot boxes on the way up and down, a bit of boat trouble. It was all happening, and I'm here now. Getting this done, I think we should move on and get a bit of rugby league in our bellies. What do you reckon? I reckon so. Let's go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The moment you've all been waiting for. The greatest game of all. Rugby motherfucking league. That's right, rugby league. Well and truly back. Round one, done it, dusted. I'm here to pick up the pieces. But just before I do that... Just want to say a big shout out to big Cam Smith, uh, retired a day before the season started. And I just want to take time on the podcast to congratulate him on his fantastic career. I know he tunes in each week. Smithy, uh, well done, mate. You gave me plenty of anxiety and nightmares throughout the last 19 years. Uh, so it also fuck you for winning all the time and taking trophies away from New South Wales and South Sydney. Look, they announced his retirement when he was down there in Melbourne unveiling statues with his mate Billy Slater. They both definitely deserve statues, but they deserve ones that look like them. And both of those statues don't look like them. 
Who is making these statues around the world? Stevie Wonder? Fucking seriously, get a better statue maker. Like, you have to have some kind of accountability. You see that one of Cristiano Ronaldo? <laughs> he looked like Joe Bugner or something. I, uh, I can't believe these statue makers are getting away with this stuff. There needs to be an inquest, a coronial inquest into statue makers around the world. Because it's appalling. Billy Slater's looked like Brett Lee. I don't know what's going on. But either way, he announced his retirement at the statue unveiling. And just about the same time, uh, Cam Smith's old mate, uh, journalist James Hooper, wrote an article saying that Cam Smith will be remembered as a great player but not as a good bloke to try and bring him down on his special retirement day. He obviously had that one waiting in the wings to release at any moment. And he did a similar thing when Cam Smith's 400th game was on. He wrote an article about Cam Smith's involvement in the Alex McKinnon incident and had a similar like vibe to it where he's just trying to make himself feel relevant with his own agenda and bring a superstar of the game down, I guess. like You don't have to be the biggest uh, like fan of Cam Smith and I'm not going to piss in his pocket, but I'm also going to appreciate what he is and what he's done for the game and how good and a good a player he is, okay? This Hooper bloke is, I don't know, there's something going on there. Just wanted to say that I'm not a big fan of you, mate. Uh, if you're listening, I hope you never come on the show and beers never. I'm not the biggest fan of Cam Smith either, you know, as a Rabbitohs supporter and a New South Wales fan, but I can appreciate his durability, his footy smarts and his supreme game organisation. He's, he's never once never once seen him panic. And at times, he's just seemed unstoppable. And he made every single player that played around him better. And that's how he's good at the game. And he's, frankly, 100% the best hooker of all time. And he's in the conversation as to be one of the best players of all time. That's a conversation for another day. Anyway, like you already didn't know that he was a really good player, here's some stats just showing you how good he was. Highest ever capped player with 430 NRL games, of which 310 of those were wins. 42 State of Origin appearances, State of Origin appearances, four All-Star appearances, 56 tests for Australia, 2,786 premiership points, the most ever. 248 of those points were in finals, the most ever. 48, uh, sorry, 42 finals appearances, 1,295 goals, that's the most ever. 116 of those are in the finals, the most ever. 327 appearances as captain, the most ever. He won the Golden Boot in 2007 and then 10 years later in 2017. Two Dally M's. Dally M hooker of the year nine times. Nine times, including his last two seasons at the ages of 36 and 37 or 38. Old as anyway, whatever they are. Dally M captain of the year five times. Dally M rep player of the year four times and the Wally Lewis medal four times. Now, come on. That bloke is out of control good. Fair play to Cam Smith. Super impressive career. And I'm glad that you're not playing anymore because it gives my team a chance. Well done, mate. Let's move on to round one wrap-up, baby. Yes, look, I'm now going to quickly run through round one uh, and the results. Uh, first game Last Thursday night was uh, Melbourne Storm versus South Sydney Rabbitohs and uh, very disappointed that the Rabbitohs didn't win. I actually tipped Melbourne because I tipped with my head and it was just looking like Melbourne were going to win it. Uh, Bennett's team's a 
renowned slow starters in the year and it was just too much hype around the bunnies. They don't like it when it's like that. We'd like to have something to fight for. We like something to prove, all that kind of rhetoric. South Sydney made too many mistakes uh, at crucial times. We just kept making mistakes in that first half and I knew that as soon as we got some ball and stopped making shitty mistakes that we were going to be out of control, throbbing, and that's what happened. Uh, Take nothing away from Melbourne. They look really slick. Another huge year for them, especially with Harry Grant coming in. Uh, that was without that win was without Dale Finucane and a couple of others. Uh, they shut down Cody Walker really well and Adam Reynolds, but Latrell was a real handful for them. Uh, Jai Arrow looked great for us. We got some really, really good signs. Both teams, I think, are going to go really deep this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happened. That could even be a grand final preview. Uh, obviously, very shaky start of the year for both of them. Uh, Rabbitohs won the second half, eighteen to four, and uh, something similar for Melbourne uh, in the first half. So, really momentum swingy type game at the moment with these new rules. So you just got to really make the most of it when you do have the ball. Uh, other notes I got is Damian Cook needs to work on his passing game. Uh, a lot of chat about him being the best, but his passing game needs a lot of work. I think a lot of forward passes and. Uh, it just seemed a little bit sloppy, but maybe it's just the first game thing going on. Um, the next game was Newcastle uh, versus the Canterbury Bulldogs, and Newcastle won 32-16. to 16. Bulldogs started really well, but just couldn't hang on to it and made too many mistakes. But they didn't look too bad. I thought Flano was kind of looking pretty good for them. Uh, yeah, I tipped the Bulldogs. I was a bit disappointed because I got seven out of eight in my tipping, and they let me down. But... Uh, yeah, encouraging signs for Newcastle, uh, considering they didn't have a full-strength squad. Um, a couple of their forwards did really well. Daniel Saifidi, I think his stats were just out of control. I think he had two line breaks, two tries, ran for some ridiculous amount of metres. Uh, if you want stats, go somewhere else, but uh, he played really well. So Newcastle's forwards pack looking pretty good. They look like going to be a formidable force, uh, as predicted by yours truly. Para Broncos... Para just too good in the end for the Broncos. The Broncos did look okay. It looked better than I thought. Uh, but, yeah, they just look a little bit disorganised. There's something missing up front. Uh, a lot of missed tackles there by the forwards. Um, Para not looking the best either. If, if I've got to be honest, they didn't really convince me with that win. But, yeah, I, I know there's plenty of Broncos fans that listen to this, so I'm sorry I didn't actually get to watch that full one. I was up north fishing, having a good time. But I watched the KO Mini and... Yeah, I'll try and get around more Broncos games there. So if there's anything you want me to add, um, yeah, send it through and I'll see if I can slip it in there. But, yep, Broncos for a loss. Para won that. Um, next one, Warriors-Titans. Now, I ticked the Warriors. Titans were heavy favourites coming into this, but I think the hype on the Titans might be a little bit too much from early on in the season. I think that'll just have a bit of iron, issues to iron out early. Uh, Big Tino missed a few tackles, uh, but the Warriors just, yeah, they look pretty solid. i got a good feeling about the Warriors this year. I really think they're going to go okay. Tohu Harris uh, just had a blinder. His stats were out of control. I just want to see if I can quickly find the Tohu Harris stats there because, um, yeah, wowzers. I forget what it was. I can't find it. So look it up yourself. Bloody amazing. Great player. He was their best player last year. He should be captain of that team. But uh, watch out for the Warriors 2021. Uh, Roosters versus Seagulls. Now, wouldn't want to be a Manly fan this year, I don't think. Uh, maybe I was a bit too gentle on them last week when I did Team of the Week. Jeez, they look ordinary. They were in all sorts and the defence is disgusting and there's something going on. Like I know they missed Tommy Turbo, but why are they not making more tackles than that? 
is is ridiculous. Dylan Walker looked in all sorts at the back. Uh, Foran looked like he hadn't played in a while. Yep, uh, Eagles looked horrible. Got to say it. Roosters, on the other hand, are the other side of the spectrum. They are absolutely throbbing. Their team is stacked, and they've just got an arsenal of weaponry that they can use to put points on you. Uh, even they looked a bit uh, dysfunctional and still put 46 points on the Eagles. So Seagulls got a lot to improve on. Roosters are humming and they're going to go deep for sure. They're a real threat this year. Uh, Morris boys just playing out of their skin. They're both 34 years old. Just out of control. Out of control. Roosters again stacked. Um, paper bag under the table stuff. Panthers versus Cowboys. Now they beat the Cowboys 24 to nil. That game could have been 100 nil. If the Cowboys didn't have such good scramble defence, uh, the Cowboys are in all sorts. They need to sort out some things. They, Todd Payton has work to do with them. Jason Tumalolo only played 50 minutes for 70 metres and eight hit-ups or something like that. Like, that's not good enough. He's the most damaging ball runner in the game. He needs to be making 20 hit-ups, 200 metres, that kind of stuff. They're the numbers he need. Uh, a couple of the other boys just didn't back him up. Cohen Hess was a mess in defence. Uh Panthers look really good again, again, deep. Uh, yeah, they look pretty damaging. So, yeah, Cleary was having a field day. That uh, could have been if – if the Panthers were looking really, really slick, that was going to be a really high score as well. So, uh, Cowboys, a lot of work to do for the Cowboys. Uh, Canberra versus West Tigers. Canberra won that 30-12 to 12 on a – looked like a cold day in Canberra, which is pretty much every day except for January and February, I'd imagine. A uh, bit of an arm wrestle early. Raiders looked disorganised in the first half. Um, it was six all at the end of the first half. Fairy tale club debut for Ryan James, scoring one after multiple knee recos and four hundred odd days out of the game. Uh, early second half bed shit from the Tigers, which we've come to um, expect from them. Like six all, they were doing really well. The Tigers, they were really aiming up and having a good crack. And yeah, just a couple of shit mistakes at the start of the second half. It was like a Kicked it out on the full off the tee and like a dropped ball and just Canberra just punished them and just dominated the rest of the game. Uh, forwards look strong for the Tigers, some of them, especially often Gowie. I think he's a great pickup. So if they can sort out their just lack of concentration, it seems, or something like that, I think they might go all right this year, the Tigers. But uh, Brooks was a touch ordinary. As soon as the Raiders got their shit together, they just absolutely dominated. So I expect the Raiders to do... Pretty good this year as well. Uh, Dragons versus Sharks yesterday afternoon. Uh, it was a really wet game at Cogra. Great start for Cronulla, dominating the first half. It was almost, it was almost a scrap after a dodgy swing and arm from Jesse Ramian. Uh, it's about the most entertaining thing that kind of happened in that first half. Second half was a different story. Huge comeback out of nowhere from St. George. Uh, and then Cody Ramsey. Wing has a bit of a gun, but he was taken from the field after a disallowed try, and then momentum swung back in favour of Cronulla after a couple of quick tries from them. It was all over, and I got another note here saying Dufty is a ridiculously good football player, and I stand by my own note that I put on last night. He is entertaining, he's quick, and he is the best player in their team, no doubt about it. Uh, they look like they're going to be in real trouble the Dragons this year. So hopefully Hook can get them sorted out because their defense is very, very, very ordinary. The other thing in rugby league is uh, today, as I'm recording, they've uh, the NRL's made a call on Joseph Suwali. Uh, he's about to play as of this week. So he's the 17-year-old uh, that 
is now being made exempt from the rule. I don't necessarily agree with the rule that uh, you have to be 18 to play first grade, but the rule is there and what, because he plays for the Roosters, that they get the rule bent for them. Two days ago they said no and then they come back two days later and say yes. What's happened in those two days? Like how big was the bag of money that Uncle Nick stuffed in? Like what? what's going on? Like I don't understand why they even are rushing him in. Their side is stacked. It's not like they need a, a centre. You know what I mean? They've got two of the best centres in the game and they just put 46 points on the team. And they already have depth and other players waiting in the wings. And I know he's a gun and he's probably going to run on, but fuck, what the hell? Why would you bend that rule for that? Like, I don't understand. I just don't understand the lack of consistency that the NRL has with these kind of rules. Why they make these stupid rules in the first place and then they bend them. It just kind of pisses me off a bit. I wish all the best to Joseph Suwali, though. I can't wait to see him move in first grade. He's an absolute beast. He looks about 30, so maybe that was the exemption. He just looks older or something. But it just seems funny to me. So anyway, that's pretty much rugby league for round one. I'm just going to be looking forward quickly to round two. And it's not necessarily going to be in-depth analysis, is it? But it's going to be my opinion, which I know you're all hanging out to hear. So just getting it up now because I'm real professional. Okay, round two. Eels versus Storm on Thursday night uh, at Parra's home ground at Parramatta there. Look, this is going to be a tough one. I think that uh, Parra could probably aim up and have a go at this, but I'm tipping the Storm. Uh, they look too slick. Um, that Ryan Pappenhausen, geez, he's hard to handle. Uh, they're just a great team. I can't see them losing it. Uh, it'd be a good one for Parra, though, if they can be good confidence boost to them, if they can stay in that one and make it a tight one. Uh, Friday afternoon, we got the Warriors versus the Knights uh, at Blue Tongue Stadium or whatever that stadium is called now, the Central Coast. Uh, I've got the Warriors here. Even though the Knights did well during the week, it's going to be a really good game. I would be tuning into that one. I think the Warriors could get a run on here. I've got a, a feeling they're full of confidence. They look they look really solid. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be a real tight game in my opinion. So I'd be like Warriors 1-12 one, one to 12 on that one. Uh, the next one, we've got Ty, the local derby for up here, Southeast Queensland local derby, Titans-Broncos. Um, Broncos look ordinary. Got to go with the Titans. They'll they'll get a lot out of that run last week. So uh, Titans for me there. Then we've got Panthers-Bulldogs um, at Belmore. Oh, no, at uh, ANZ Stadium. I've got to go with the Panthers. Too slick, too strong. Even though I think the Bulldogs will be improving. I think they're on the up. Rabbitohs, Seagulls, Rabbitohs by 150. Seagulls look horrible. If the Rabbitohs can't beat them, then you can really all give me a licking. I've picked my margin here of 16, so I think that uh, I think we'll really probably be tight, tight-ish the first half. Uh, maybe we'll be up by eight-ish, eight, ten-ish or something like that. But I think then we'll put a few on them in the second half. Is my opinion. Cowboys first Dragons up in Townsville. Gee, that's a tight one. That's a real. Seller battle for cellar dwellers, that one. Uh, well, I'm just going to tip Cowboys because they're hard to beat up there in the new stadium. Uh, Tigers, Roosters, Roosters all day. Uh, Roosters are going to march through them. Although the Tigers, if they can not have so many brain fades, they might be right in it. But uh, Roosters, I think, too strong. I, I Really, after looking at the Roosters last week, I think that they're going to be a real chance this year. Uh, Sharks, Raiders. I have gone against the grain and tipped the Sharks to win at home via the Raiders. 
Raiders didn't really convince me last week as much as they uh, they should. They they really didn't look that good in the first half. Uh, they had a lot of problems with their structure and a lot of problems with their defense. So I've tipped an upset there to go to the Sharks at home. So tell me what you think. That's about it for Rugby League. Long one. You have to figure this out. There's too much content. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm used to just fucking Australian Open tennis and having to drag that out. So amazing stuff. Rugby League's back. I'm super pumped. Unreal. Let's move on. Yes, I just wanted to quickly touch on boxing, uh, a fight that happened over the weekend, Anthony Mundine uh, versus Michael Zarafa in Zarafa's hometown of Bendigo. Um, a little bit of a sad one, really, like in a way. I'm not the biggest fan of Chuck Mundine, but he's 45 years old. He's way past it. He, he hasn't boxed well in years. And admire his guts to go in against a 28-year-old Michael Zarafa in his prime, fit as a fiddle, coming off fights against... John Wayne Parr, a seasoned martial arts veteran, and Jeff Horn, one of the best Australian boxers that's ever been. And he wants to fight Tim Zhu, and he's like, you know, he's in his, he's, he's, he's up for it, and he's in his prime, and he's fighting a 45 year old Mundine that was, shouldn't have really been in, in the ring in the first place. I mean, everybody in their right mind tipped Zarafa to win this fight early, and that's exactly what happened. It was within two minutes, uh, Mundine got knocked out and just didn't look the shell of the man he once was. There's love him or hate him, he used to be out of box pretty well, you know, and I don't know, I just who's sanctioning these fights in Australian boxing? I, I thought it was a bit of a funny one. I, uh, there's been a bit of a, a stink being kicked up by some of the boxing aficionados. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that to all of you guys out there, but uh, – Mundine said that that's his career over. I've heard him say it before, but surely he's not getting let in the ring, a professional ring again. I don't know though. I, I just, I, it's not like he was fighting some other guy his age and a bit older or, or whatever. He's fighting a guy in his prime. You know, he just never stood a chance. Uh, yeah, Mundine. See you later. Unlucky. That's all I got on boxing. Plenty going around, but yeah, a bit sad. It's at team of the week. It's the team of the week. It's the NRL NRL team of the week. That's right, team of the week. What happens when you merge the once great clubs of Balmain Tigers and Western Suburbs Magpies? You get the West Tigers. A dirty merger club that has one premiership in 21 years and honestly doesn't look like they're going to be winning another one this year either in the past the west tigers have made a nasty habit of letting go talented outside backs they've seen the likes of james tedesco win two premierships with the roosters marika korobiti has been one of the best wallaby players the last couple of years josh adokar is the game's premier winger and the fastest man on earth and Ryan Pappenhausen is the reigning Clive Churchill medalist and is throbbing beyond belief in the one jersey at Melbourne. But now after years of drama, Dane Laurie is wearing the one jersey and could be the next big deal wearing the white, black and gold. In my opinion, he looks the goods. He had a pretty good game of the weekend and plenty to look forward to there. They're actually not looking too bad in 2021, in my opinion. They've looked worse, but they've also looked better They've got a strict uh, coach 
in Madge Maguire. Uh, look, he's won a premiership and he was taught under Craig Bellamy. So, you know, they've got the coach there. They just need to work around and, and, and you know, get into his strict kind of system. He's pretty big on fitness and he's pretty big on wrestling and all that kind of stuff. So apparently he's a nightmare. Uh, they recruited pretty well in the middle. They got James Tarmow, uh, Joe Offengowie, and Tom Amoni from the Rabbitohs. If they keep a lid on Russell Packer and Joey Leilua, they might stand a chance of actually winning some of the games that they're going to play this year. Luke Brooks is under all sorts of pressure as usual. He needs to step up ASAP. Rocky. He is. He looks like Tyrion Lannister, and once I heard that, I haven't looked at him the same since. Since his debut against the Roosters at the SCG some years ago, he was touted as the next Joey Johns, but it just hasn't happened for him. He just hasn't stepped into that next realm, uh, and he's yet to even play a finals game, which is crazy. Uh, his partner in the halves, Moses Embai, is also under pressure and needs to step up this year if they are to be a chance. He was without a doubt the best talent to come out of the Sunshine Coast for his age group, without a doubt their best talent in his age group. Another new face is James Roberts from the Rabbitohs. Uh, Jimmy had a few off-field things last year and he's been granted a lifeline by the Tigers here. If he can get into some winning form that saw him dominating a few years back when he was at the Brisbane Broncos, all of a sudden the Tigers are looking okay in the back line with plenty of pace and size. He does look fit, but only time will tell with Jimmy. I hope he performs, though. Uh, He's got the full support of the podcast in the first game against the Raiders, they looked an okay outfit for 40, 50 minutes, but they were just let down by a heap of missed tackles and silly mistakes, and they just seemed to die off. Uh, and you just can't do that against a top team like the Milk or any other team, really, because you know, it's such a close competition. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Tigers go. I think that they're probably going to really miss the likes of Harry Grant, uh, who has left to rejoin the Storm and also not having Benji's presence around the club may hurt too. Uh, who knows? Maybe that'll maybe that's what they needed him to leave. I don't know. Only time's going to tell. I think the Tigers will, just miss, Tigers will just miss out on the eight, but if they start firing, they could indeed prove me wrong. I think if they played more games at Leichhardt Oval, they might stand a better chance. But uh, that's about it. That's Team of the Week. Mm-hmm. Wiki, whinge of the week. Wiki, 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 whinge of the week. Wiki, wiki. Wiki, wiki, whinge of the week. Wiki, 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 whinge of the week. Ruben Wiki. We try to tackle the big issues here at the Play On Podcast, and this week is no different. Heartburn. I want to talk about heartburn. Now, I might have suffered from heartburn for a long time, and I don't know if anyone else out there is quietly suffering from it as well, but it's so fucking annoying. (laughs) Like... It's getting worse, and I probably should change my diet and my habits, like drinking piss and whatnot, but it's just so fun, you know, and getting a hot box on your way home from camping on yesterday. I mean, did the crumb of sausage help my heartburn? No, no, it didn't. Did I just have a gulp of Gaviscon dual action that I carry with me everywhere I go now? Yeah. Did it help? 100%. Did I feel like another crumb of sausage after the Gaviscon? I did, but I didn't do it. You know why? Because I look after my body. Heartburn is the silent killer. Well, I don't know if it's a killer. Has anyone ever died of heartburn? That would be fucking agony if you died from heartburn. My God, it'd be like lava just eating you from the inside out. How awful. 
That's awful. Imagine if COVID was just like heartburn. Everyone just got heartburn and died. That'd be horrible. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. But it's a problem. It's a problem. Should probably change my diet. I'm not going to. I'm just going to sit here and whinge about it to you guys. If anyone out there struggles with heartburn, reach out uh, and tell me some of your great heartburn stories. Like this one time when I was at Morton Island when I was like, you know, just turned 18 or 19 or whatever, I drank a whole bottle of wild turkey with this guy, Big Tone, one of the great lisps of all time. Shout out, Big Tone. Yeah, woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, the worst heartburn. I just couldn't get rid of it. There wasn't one quick ease on Morton Island. I nearly swam home. Like, it was so bad. Uh, I couldn't get rid of it. Um, once it's there, it's there to stay sometimes. And wild turkey's never been, never hit these sweet lips ever again. I can tell you that. For right, for, I'll tell you that for, I'll tell you it for free. I won't even charge you for that. Another great story is probably post my brother's wedding in the UK, circa 2013. We had the great gourd off of 2013. Now, gourd is gastroesophageal reflux disease. And we used to joke around because one of the friends of the podcast and, uh, best man to the wedding gets heartburn really bad that we said that he gets gored this gastroesophageal reflux disease we joked around with it joked around with it and then with one night we had mexican night and we were drinking coronas with you know all sorts of citrusy fruits in the beer and then we'd go to margaritas and it'd be tequila and salt and lemon and it was just we were just doing punishing ourselves for no apparent reason but being absolute fucking idiots to the point where he had to go to the doctor and get tested and he actually had gourd the whole time. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I'm not the only one out there. Um, so if you are, if you are suffering, uh, reach out. Uh, we should all probably change our diet and be better people. But we all know that's not happening either. So uh, shout out to Gord, shout out to Heartburn, shout out to Gaviscon, for saving my ass on many occasions, winter of the week. Let's move on. Is <clears throat> that time in the podcast when I'm going to answer your difficult questions? That's right. The ones that y'all can't answer yourself. Yo, come over here, sit on Uncle Charlie's knee, and hear what I gotta say. Because that's the way it is. It's the way it was. It's the way it's always gonna be. Tune in. It's question time, baby. Yeah. That's right, question time. It's where I answer the questions that you guys ask. On the podcast live. I'm just having a look at them now. Let's rip into it, shall we? Okay, first one. Friend of the show. What's your best hangover cure? Well, I've got a good hangover preventer, legitimately. Get a pen and paper, people. This actually bloody works if you pre-plan a session. So load up on milk thistle, celery and juniper, and slippery elm. They're all available at your local chemist, and they support fluid retention and kidney uh, liver function. No shit. Load up before a session, have plenty of fluids throughout the session, and then have them again in the morning, and you won't be hungover. I guarantee that. That's tried and tested. I've done it. I've tested it. It works. 100%. Otherwise, if that doesn't work, and you want a hangover cure, 
I would say uh, Ultimate Zinger Burger Box with extra uh, Zinger Burger and uh, Sprite. Try that. That's what I got for you. Next, question. Okay. Um, thoughts on Benji off the bench for the Rabbitohs? He looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked all right. Um, he kind of... I'm a bit... I don't know. I, I like I like the idea that Benji's in and around the team. Uh, I'm just going to wait to see what it looks like after a few games because I've got a feeling there might be too many Chiefs out there you know, at some point, and Benji strikes me as the kind of personality where he, he's been, you know, he's been for fifteen or sixteen years or whatever, he's been running more well, longer than that. He's been running teams, and what now? All of a sudden, he's supposed to just play that fourteen role off the bench and not then do whatever someone else says. So I don't know. I'm, I'm jury's out on Benji for me, but uh, he did all right the other night. So we'll see. Hopefully, he keeps it on the up with that. Uh, another question. If you had to interview one person at the moment, who would it be? Full Charlie analysis, please. I don't know what that means. Um, all right. Who would I then? Oh, fucking someone weird. Dennis Rodman. Is he still alive? Yeah, Dennis Rodman. I'll interview Dennis Rodman. That bloke is strange. I like strange shit like that. You know, bad boy of NBA in the 90s. Did all sorts of weird stuff. Dyed his hair crazily. Like, this is when people weren't doing weird stuff. He dated Madonna, Carmen Electra. He's wearing wedding dresses and dresses and stuff. And then he got involved with the North Korea, with all that. Strange guy. Great basketball player. Like, one of the best rebounders of all time. Started in movies with bloody Van Damme. What an interview that'd be. There you go. Dennis Rodman. What a lunatic. Okay, next question. Uh, this one's from, from the UK. Does anybody actually care about our shit version of rugby league over there? Uh, short answer, no. No, we don't. Um, we say our kind of joke is that it's where rugby league careers go to die, uh, to the UK or to the Titans. So we don't really care, no. Uh, we think... That you guys have some real the one the players that you send over here we really like and you guys have got some real tough forwards and whatnot, uh, but no we don't really care we won't won't watch the final, um, but it is beta there's no doubt about it that's hundred percent with all respect okay next one what the fuck happened to the bunnies you ruined my perfect round but Latrell looks good <laughs> yeah yeah well I didn't tip him um so you shouldn't have tipped him. There's what I'll say to that. Uh, what happened to them? Uh, I think that they didn't like all the hype and they just think that that first 10, 15 minutes got to them and I think they're just as good as Melbourne. But, uh, yeah, just had just that little bit too many points uh, on them. Melbourne had the rubber, rubber of the green as well, but, look, I don't want to get into it. I'm not going to turn this into a whinge cast because I was actually pretty happy with how they went in you know, some weird way. Uh, and Luttrell, yep, does look good. Looks like he's settling in just nicely, so we'll take that. Okay, next question. When your mower finally falls apart, can I, can I have the grass catcher off the back as it fits my mower perfectly? Yes, yes you can. And it won't be long because that thing's rusted to the gills. Next question. How come you tipped against the bunnies? Uh, to take your money, mate, because I've tipped with my head this year and not with my heart. Uh, I didn't think the Bunnies were going to win that in Melbourne. I've been watching them lose in Melbourne 
every single year that I've watched the game, which I probably have watched every one of them. So uh, I didn't think they were going to win. And I was right. So get ready to hand over your money. Uh, you know who you are. And next question, how good are the Chooks this year? They are throbbing. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I'm a bit worried about them. Uh, they look the goods and they've got heaps of depth and they're humming and they can go all the way. So they are looking very, very good. And next one, oh, from Ireland, the Emerald Isle. Can I have a few stickers, please? Chicken sticks. Yes, you can, mate. Uh, send me your address and I will send them over. Uh, so, yeah, hit me up if you guys want some stickers and I'll hook you up, put it on your car or somewhere sweet and tell a mate and all that kind of stuff. Also, if you are listening, there's a couple of people listening in America and I have no idea who you are. So if you listen to this podcast, reach out and tell me who you are because that'd be unreal. Sweet as. All right. Wrap, 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 wrap up. We're going to wrap it up now. This is the part where we wrap up and I'll probably do a little spiel about stuff. Probably tell you about next week too. Wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Yeah. We're wrapping that bad boy up. Uh, it's getting late on a Monday night and I've got nothing left for you. I hope you enjoyed the episode, episode 10. It's a bit of a milestone episode for me, a bit of a goal to get here. And we're getting here and we're getting stronger, baby. We're moving forward. Uh, I'm loving it. I hope you're loving it too. Share it with your mates. Show someone. Tag me. Get a sticker going. Do whatever you got to do. Help a brother out on his platform trying to make this thing happen play underscore on underscore podcast on instagram if you're not already following uh or on the facebook or on the whatever just hit me up we'll go for a beer mate whatever love all you guys take it easy and enjoy the rest of your week see you soon